back to the Vet SOS podcast brought to you by the Who You Know Network. Vet SOS is now a proud member and supporter of the Parade Deck community. We are so happy to be a part of that team. Remember, don't drown to see a transition. Grab the Vet SOS lifeline. Today, we're here with William Chestnut. He's joining us to talk about his organization and what they do to support our community, as well as talking about the books he's written and how he is helping our community with those books at the same time. So can't wait to hear more about that as we get into it. As always, I'm here with my co-host, Eric Brew. Eric, how are you doing today? Brother, listen, man, I'm excited. I can't wait to hear what Will's got for us. Um, learn more about his books and what he's doing. I'm super excited, dude. Um, it's a good day, man. It's sunny here in Georgia. It's gorgeous. It's beautiful. So, uh, hey, man, pitter-patter, let's get at her. You just alienated all our uh, viewers in the Northeast. <laughs> all right. Choices. So yeah, we'll jump right into it here. William Chestnut is the founder and CEO of Strategic Development Group, LLC, and Strategic U. He retired from the Marine Corps in July of 2021. He has a master's in organizational leadership, an MBA, and is pursuing a DBA in organizational leadership. He holds numerous industry certifications, including Lean Six Sigma Master Black Belt and Resilience Building Leadership Professional Trainer. He is the author of the 3P Business Framework, People, Process, and Performance, the foundations on which great organizations should be built, and author of Your Strategy, Your Success, The Essentials of Strategic Planning for Organizations. Uh, quite a bit you got going on there, uh, William. Uh, so happy you joined us today. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Uh, we're excited to have you on here. Uh, you and I first met at a V2I event. Um, you, you were on there talking about your book. So we'll get into that here in a little bit, but before, before we jump into all that, uh, and what you got going on, tell us a little bit about your service and your transition. How did, how did all that go? Um, so, um, I keep hearing from some people that I'm kind of an anomaly. My transition went, um, amazing. Um, I took a, it was in two, May of 2019. I decided that, um, I should start planning for retirement, even though I hadn't decided to retire yet. Um, I was doing a business transition seminar on Camp Pendleton hosted by the Marine Executive Association. And I decided to just start throwing myself out more into the civilian world, volunteering for nonprofits and stuff like that to start honing some of my business skills that I'd been getting educated on. Um, and I knew I wasn't going to get paid, but, you know, it was, it was something I wanted to do for the future. And I just started a pretty much a 29 month um, or 26 month process of, of transition. Awesome. I love to hear that. Uh, I will say at least one other person in this particular room at the moment uh, did the same thing and, and started early, but before they made the transition, uh, I I was fortunate enough to to have the time and uh, you know a command that was willing to let me do a few things I needed to do. But I I, I was just like you. I started it before uh, I made the official decision, and then of course through the blessing of this podcast about SOS, I learned all these horror stories that really made my transition a lot better. So glad to hear that you had a smooth one. Um, <laughs> Eric, were, were um, experiences different? Yeah, experiences were vastly different. Um, although, you know, in fairness, when I went through my transition, when I started my transition, and I started as well in, in 2019, um, although I was a little bit behind the power curve, I built a great plan. I had the plan, I, I had a plan. I just didn't understand that I didn't know what I was doing, um, that my plan wasn't sustainable. And then I put my plan in the perfect rear naked choke and I killed it. I held on too tight. 
right? I held on. I didn't give it room to grow. I didn't give it room to move. And I killed my plan. I didn't mean to. I loved my plan. It was a good plan. I built it. I'm, a, I'm one of my favorite people. It I just me jacked of it that, up. And, that and old I was cartoon. Left, yeah, I was left, you know, four months to transition with no plan all of a sudden. You know? But yeah, no, I'm I'm thrilled. Listen, it's super important when we when we do this, like when we share our stories, when we talk about people who are transitioning, it's super important to, to, to highlight people who struggled and people who really got it right. Both things have an opportunity to provide a lot of hope to the people who are getting ready to step into that role, getting ready to step in that in that mode, or or who are in the middle of it. And so, no, I'm super happy that that you both had great transitions, um, Sean. I know that you attribute you attribute your entire great transition to me, and that's fine. Um, I didn't know Will, I you know, but uh, but anyway, so so Will, um, tell us more. Tell us, tell us, talk, walk us through the transition. What was I mean, other than the volunteering for nonprofits? What was what was your key to success? What do you think your key to success was? Um, well, I took I did take I took advantage of a lot of um, uh, some of the, or a couple of the programs that they, they were around at the time. Um, so right after that thing in May, that pro, that transition seminar in May, um, I I joined I went to the American Corporate Partners, mm. and I got me and I got a mentor. And still to this day, um, I still have. We don't do it every month, but we do it every other month, and. I mean, he's helped me immensely and we're still friends, him or me and my wife, him and his wife, um, one of his, one of his other clients and their grandson, we went to a Padres game in August, like, and his company paid for it. Like they're still taking care of it. And they're, cause he's part of the program and it's allowed me to help him learn from what I, what I went through. Cause I was his first ment mentee and now he has three other people that he's mentoring. So I get to share my experiences with him on things I did to help more veterans try to transition. And he's going to start setting it up where I'll get on and help mentor some of them through their transition to help him out. Cause he was never, he never served or anything like that. He just wanted to give back somehow. I love it. Um, so I did As that. I also also did a skill bridge. Um, and that was, a, that was probably the, the key, uh, you know, but I just don't be, a, I guess the biggest thing that don't be afraid to try something different. You know, everyone says, Oh, I want to be a project manager. I want to be a project manager. You see it all over LinkedIn. And I never said I wanted to be a project manager, but luckily I got into a company and because a lot of them want us because of leadership and, and things like that, you know, being able to plan things out, get things done, manage people. And I landed with a railroad construction and maintenance company. They put me at a project engineer. I mean, I started off, I started off making six figures right out of the Marine Corps. Yeah. And that's funny too, because there are tons, man. If you, if you've been in the space for a day, everybody wants to be a project manager. But when we step back and we look at that, like that's a job title, right? Amazon is a great organization and they hire a ton of project managers. So does Waffle House. <laughs> so does, you know, Carl's yeah. Jr. Like they have project managers too. They're just completely different industries. So you have to understand what industry you want to walk into. Yep. Yep. Right. And I'll tell you, as the former manager of military engagement for ACP, I'm super stoked that you're still that you're still flying the flag. Um, I have to ask, though, and I'm going to put you on the spot. I apologize. Have you signed up to be a mentor yet? I have not signed up. Now you that you've done Leslie Coffee, Leslie Coffee's the one to reach out to. She's the VP of military engagement. Yep. Reach out to Leslie. She's one of my dearest friends. I can't wait to see her in, um, here soon. But uh, yeah, 
Look forward to uh, look forward to seeing your name on the uh, on the roster as, me- as a mentor, brother. All right, I will put my name yeah. in the hat. That's that's a definite great step. I would love to see that too. Uh, so you obviously then didn't come out of the military and decide you wanted to be an entrepreneur. How how did you make that transition then from working in the private sector to deciding you wanted to be an entrepreneur and start your own thing? Um, so I actually. I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. So the nonprofit that I uh, volunteered for was uh, was SCORE, and they're a national nonprofit that offers free business coaching. And so I honed those skills over a couple of years. And then when I retired from the Marine Corps, I was already working full time. Um, and a month later, I started my I actually started my company. And I was like, well, I know it's going to take time, so I'm going to have to the, you know got to hustle. So I'm going to work full time, and I'm going to start building a consulting company. And, you know, consulting, training and development. And so, I mean, I still to this day work full time and still keep building my keep and still keep building my company and just take on new clients, um, things like that. Lots of, you know, it's all about time management and everything else, just like transition. People say, I don't have enough time. Okay, well, you don't have enough time. You're you got to put the time into the plan. Oh, hold on. That. Yeah, that (laughs) deserved. There we go, man. You got to put the time into the plan. That's. Woof, man, where were you when I was retiring? Holy cow. That's a great point, dude. That's a great point. Um, okay. Tell us more about the business because I, th- I think it's funny that I'm, I'm listening to you, right? And, I'm, and I know Sean. I know what Sean does. And I know what I do. And now I know what Will does. And it's funny because when I look at, especially some of our seniors, right? And this is nothing. I'm not discounting our junior enlisted or our junior officers as, as they separate from service. But it's something unique about the seniors, senior NCOs, senior officers. Because if you look at Sean, Sean's got a full-time jobby job. He's making money. He's also got the podcast. And he's got a couple of other things that he's working on, right? You're talking about I've got a full-time job. I've got the side. I've got a full-time job. I've got the podcast. I have a, I have a, a RBLP where my, me and my company are, are ATPs for RBLP, right? So, man, once we figure it out, once we start, once that thing starts to click, one thing I love about our community is that there's really just no stopping us. Like once we figure it out, as long as we're willing to do things like read great books, wink, right? As long as we're willing to like, listen to great podcasts and put the work in and build the time into the plan. Once we figure that out, as long as we've got somebody that's just going, Hey, look, I know you've never done this before because retirement, mm, you only get to do that once. Right? So you've never done this before. So here's this stuff here. Here's these things that you should probably be looking at. Once we get that and it starts clicking, we're cooking with Crisco, man. It's awesome. I'm, I'm happy. Okay. okay. Keep going. Tell us more. Oh, well, I mean, so I started, started my company. Um, I actually transitioned out of the railroad. Um, I kind of went back, not exactly to where I came from right now. I'm actually, I'm actually a contractor. I went back to being a, to working for the government. So I'm a contractor for the government, but I am back in aviation, which is where I left the left from the Marine Corps. Um, and the benefit to that, I actually, I actually, again, it's all about choices. You said it earlier, Eric. Um, I actually took a $15,000 a year cut in pay to go to my current job, but I don't have to spend three and a half to four hours on the road commuting that I'm hundred percent remote. So, and I get a, and I have a kind of like an alternative work schedule. So I get a work at my set hours. I get every other Friday off. I have time to put into my company into the other goals that I have for myself in life. Again, it's just, you have to, you know, it's the choices you make now, but I'm not making a choice for today. I'm making a choice for 10 years from now. Uh, well, so <laughs> 
you're you're gonna fill this up with you're gonna fill this up with knowledge bombs, bro. Um, yeah, make a plan for yourself, not for now, but for the future, right? Okay. Yeah. That thought process, that pro- thought process didn't just happen. That wasn't just an epiphany, right? That's that's learned experience. What got you there? Well, so you know, uh, the military teaches teaches us to plan, and and that's right. great. But I, when I really started changing and thinking further in in the future than even the even the military um, was actually when I started doing my when I finished my bachelor's degree and I started going into a master's because um, my first master's was in management with a concentration in organizational leadership and that's when they really started pushing strategic planning. And I always thought like, oh, if I have like a five-year plan, I'm good. Um, and if you you know look in one of my books, it's I'm talking 20 years down the road. I'm not talking about five years down the road. So I'm looking at my next retirement. I mean, my goal is to retire again at 50 and just basically be able to be able to teach and and kind of oversee my company and the university and stuff that, I, that we're working on. And you know, help push those further and then just, you know, give back and help other people, mentor, things like that. I love it. You mentioned earlier taking quite a pay cut to get, Mm -hmm. to put yourself in a better position. And I think that's another thing that a lot of us, as we're transitioning, we don't realize that we have the freedom and the flexibility and the left and right latitude to be able to do. And that is to choose the things that matter most to us. Right. I remember taking my very first remote job and my first remote job was really with ACP. I was remote. I worked from home and man, I spent nearly two years loving the fact that I got to see my, my children off to school every day. And my wife would walk in her shop is in our garage. I've lost my entire garage to my wife's shop, but her shop's in the garage. So I'd get to see her come in and out. I get, I got to interact with people that I didn't get to interact with a lot um, in other employment. So I think it's, I think it's great that you've, you've identified places and priorities for your own life. Um, and you took steps to make sure that they were, that they were honored. That's a big thing. Yeah. Sean, I'm sorry, man. I didn't mean to cut you off, buddy. You're going to say something. I, I completely agree with what you're saying. Um, it's just, I think like with me, you know, that there were certain marks that when I came out, I was aiming for, you know, and then once you get out and then you start, you know, living life, figuring out this new thing, then other things, you know, your priorities change, what you want changes. And we have that like you said, that latitude, that right and left limit. And, uh, that really helps. Um, so tell us a little bit about, uh, strategic development group, you know, what you're doing with them and, and how, how you're out there using it to, to help veterans as well. Um, so, well, part of it, I guess, so I'll start off with the, the veteran, the veteran piece. Um, so we offer business, business coaching, things like that for people who want to start businesses or if they own a business and they just want to, some kind of analysis, we can do gap analysis, things like that to, to find holes where maybe they they need to focus more. We can help them focus there if they want us to, which was really the reason I, I stopped doing the nonprofit co- business coaching and I started my company um, because I, I could only do so much as the nonprofit. I could guide and advise. I couldn't actually help. There were just there were just rules in place. I couldn't help um, for liability reasons for the nonprofit. Well, now I don't have those issues. Um, I can actually help and 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 things like that. Um, and so I help. I've helped a few different veterans start businesses um, across the country. Um, I I don't I don't charge I don't charge them to help them start a business. I'm not going to start you know give them a business plan, operating agreement, things like that. Some of the foundational stuff 
I'm not going to, I want them to be successful, be in compliance, especially when it comes to IRS and taxes and everything else. Like I, I want them to do it the right way. Um, Cause I don't want anybody, you know, any of my people to the IRS to come back and say, you owe us $15,000 because you didn't file this right. I don't want that to happen. So I like to give advice, help, you know, talk to people. I spent two and a half hours actually on the phone yesterday with a, a retired air force vet um, talking about his executive coaching business and stuff that he has in Alabama. Um, and um, he's actually going to cut. He actually is one of my adjunct instructors and he helps um, develop curriculum for us, too. Awesome. So, yeah, everyone, everyone who works for my company right now is a veteran. They're awesome. all, all, all I love independent that. contractors. They're not full time, but they're independent contractors. But if I can and they have the, and the veterans and I can find a veteran that has the skill set that I need, I'm going to try to make my company 100 percent veteran. It would just right. be better. For, I, I, I like it. I know the I know what I'm getting. Yeah, that's a fact. So yeah. along those lines, so you, you also have strategic you. So is that underneath strategic development group or are you running that as a separate entity? How does that line up and what are you doing? Um, right. Yeah. Right now, strategic you is a, uh, it is part of strategic development group right now. It's our, we changed strategic development group from consulting and training and development to consulting. That's our consulting side. Strategic you is our online learning Academy right now. The long-term plan for that is actually to, and it, it keeps changing because it just popped in, you know, ideas pop in my head and I kind of have to adjust my plan, you know, be flexible and adaptable. We can talk about that in a minute. Um, but um, so I started working recently with um, the county that I live in in Idaho. It's a very rural county. It's Elmore County. There's only, I don't know, probably 60,000 people in the whole county. There's only two towns. Um, one has about 14 or 15,000 people in it. And the other one has about 11. And so they don't have people that have, I guess, my educational background and all that to, to help businesses here. And so I've started working with the county and they want me to become a career and technical education certified to teach business classes because they're business instructors. Now they've gone through some very basic training and they are, they're authorized by the state to teach, but they don't have the business experience. And so now strategic U, the long-term plan has always been for it to become a fully online accredited university. Um, that's uh, flexible with with low tuition, because um, I think education is something that everybody should have access to. Um, and I know people are working adults, things like that, that, you know, they don't have all the time. So I want to we want to open it, open up the, the, you know, kind of the education to more to more people. That's a long term plan. Now I'm looking at maybe br trying to bridge the gap. And that's kind of where I'm working with the county. Um, to bridge that gap where they can come straight from high school, they can take classes through us, earn some certifications, things like that through the county as high schoolers. So we're preparing them even earlier. Nice. And they're even talking about maybe trying to bring me in to do entrepreneurship classes at the middle school to start them as young as in, in middle school. So, um, you know, you just need, trying to prepare people for the world. You, you need to. The, the college coaches are already recruiting in the middle school. So. <laughs> <laughs> you need to start go getting them yeah. young. <laughs> hey, look, athletic departments have figured it out, yeah. right? Professional sports have figured it out. Athletics, maybe, maybe it's time corporate America figures it out. We start, we need to start dipping in and, and educating and making sure people are ready for when we're I, ready. For I them. like the way you work that calculator. We need to talk about a career. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. Will tell us, tell us about. It. So you've written a couple of books. Let's start with the 3P business framework. Tell us okay, about uh, it. So that all came for really from my transition, actually. Um, 
when I started looking into companies that I would want to join, I had I had three I had three criteria, and I know a lot of people think that it's um, focused on pay. That wasn't actually my first one. That wasn't even in my top three. Um, my my first one was I wanted a company with a good company culture. If I wasn't happy where I was and with the people I worked with, I didn't want to be part of it. Yep. Um, and so that's why that's, you know, the, uh, you know, going through the corporate fellowship program, that was, a, that was great because I actually got to test a company out at the, um, when I was doing it. So it was great. Um, my second one, one that I wanted, I wanted to be able to move up. I didn't want to get, go in somewhere and just get kind of like, okay, cool. You're never going to go past here. I want, I still wanted to be able to advance to better myself. Mm. Um, and then I wanted learning opportunities inside of it. And so pay was actually my fourth, my fourth item on the list, but I never told a company that, you know, I just wanted fair pay. I didn't want to, you know, make $300,000 for being a project manager. I'm like, I just want fair pay for the work I'm doing and the hours I put in. That was it. Um, and I found all, actually, I found my top four in that company that I went to. Um, nice. And I stayed with them for a, a year and, and nine months. And then I just, you know, like I said earlier, I had to make choices. So, right. I mean, that okay. was, I guess that was a big part for me. Yeah. So tell us about the book. So tell us, what, what can we expect? If, we're, if, we're, if we haven't read it, you know, listeners are looking to find if it's, this is the next book for them. What, what are they looking for? So the first one, 3P Business Framework, it's all about people, process, performance. So three different parts um, that every single company needs to be able to look at. The beginning of the book starts with kind of a review of a little intro to strategic planning, nothing crazy but laying a foundation for like business plans, strategic plans, um, understanding finances, how funding and businesses work, just a little overview, just to give them some knowledge before I get into the people. But it, it basically focuses on getting the right people into your organization, taking care of your people, training your people, things like that. Um, that's the, the people part of the 3P. Then you get into process. Well, that's Lean Six Sigma and design thinking. They both, well, together will help accomplish something. And this is actually going to be a later book um, blend the blend, you know, integration of lean six Sigma and design thinking, design thinking is basically building the customer experience from the beginning, all the way, all the way to the end. And lean six Sigma fits, fits, fits in there as far as being efficient. So we can offer the best price and the best value to the customers, but a high quality product at the same time, because we're all customers here. If something's really hard to buy or do, we're probably going to find someone else to do somewhere else to do it. Unless it's like the only place we can do it. We want things to be easy and simple for us. Um, Definitely. Easy. We're, we're customers. Yeah. So if we can design it to be that way, if a company can design something to be very simple, like one click ordering, like, hey, it's nice. I can go on and do Apple Pay. I love being able to do that and not have to type my information in every single time. I love it. Um, so that's part of it. So it's a better customer experience. Um, and then the last one is per, is performance. So tracking the, your performance. A lot of companies are like, they track everything and it's based off of revenue. And I'm like, that's one metric out of thousands of metrics that you can track to know whether your company is moving in the right direction. And so we break out lots of different categories, give examples of, of different key performance indicators from different departments, different ways to track, and then how they blend back up to the top, how they're, how they're impacting your revenue. That's one, but what's your other ones? I love it. Nice. So, yeah. All right, so your second book is one that, is when I first met you was when you were talking about your second book and, and you were very adamant when, when I heard you speaking about your book, how this is something absolutely can be adaptable 
to the transition process and, and, and people in transition can benefit from it. So tell us a little bit about this book and, and uh, one of the great benefits you're personally providing uh, to our community based off the sales of this book. Okay. Um, so the second book is Your Strategy, Your Success. And it's all it's all about strategic planning. So you take your 3P business framework and that intro part where I start talking about strategic planning, basically there's going to be books that follow through that dive deeper into each one of these steps in the 3P business framework. And so this is kind of the first part is planning for your organization to get it on the right track. Um, this is hopefully before you even have people, hopefully before you even have people. So think very beginning. And it's a lot of people just think about strategic planning and they think, oh, that's an organizational thing. But it's not. We do. We're, you know, we've been talking about, you know, we've been talking about it so far on the podcast and strategic planning goes into individuals. So take everything and just remove the word organization and think of it for yourself. So parts of it are um, for developing a strategic plan. You need to assess your current situation. What's the current job market? Well, guess what? Businesses do that. They assess, they assess their industries. Um, defining the vision and mission. If you don't know where you're trying to get to 10, 15, 20 years from now, how can you get, how can you make a plan to get there? So again, where do you want to be? What's important to you? Setting your strategic objectives. Again, where are you going and how, and um, you know, in the future, develop strategies to get to those, you know, maybe you want to start a business, but you also need to work in corporate America right now. Like a lot of us do. Well, Okay, so you need different strategies. There are different strategies that go with each one of those with each one of those plans. Then you have to implement your strategy effectively. Um, and then, you know, Eric started mentioning some of this in the beginning. You need to monitor and then adapt your strategy as things change. It's not a it's not make a plan and go, and that's it, and never look back. Companies go through strategic planning exercises every year. Why is your transition even any different? If you're only looking out transition two years, that's fine. You should be reevaluating every two, three months to see if things are changing. Maybe you tried something and you don't actually want to be a project manager. Maybe you just want to, maybe you just want to do something that has to do with project management and it's a part of it, but it's not the thing you do all the time. Yeah, absolutely. That I went through the PMP boot camp and realized very quickly I wasn't going to get a PMP. <laughs> I've done the same thing. I went through, I've, I've done all the PMP training. Have I have the whole application filled out about two years ago, never submitted it to PMI to take my test. Yeah. And I think I didn't need it right now. I think what I love about this whole thing and how this all ties in will is that what you've done is, and, and as I've listened to you, right, you've systematically taking, taking some of the strongest, most relevant lessons we learn in, in our military service. You tweaked them. You polished them, you turned them around a little bit, maybe you flipped one or two upside down and you've applied it to what it looks like outside of the uniform. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's, a, that's a great, that's something that a lot of us need to hear is that, that what we learned and what we did is still relevant. We don't have to throw everything we learned into the circular bin, right? Mm -mm. You should. A lot of what we learned, it should, but it has to be tweaked. Right. We joked around before we came, before we came on, on live. Right. We, we got to put this away. Right. This isn't going to, yeah. we got to, we got we to put that in the sheath. Right. That's got to go. That's got to get put away. But there's so much that we learn that is applicable, that is relevant, that is necessary, and that really can make an organization thrive if it's the right butt in the right seat. 
Yep. For sure. Oh, I love it. And, and the best part about the book is that um, every book I write, I choose a nonprofit to donate to donate proceeds to. And so for the Your Strategy, Your Success, um, I've been friends with Brian Arrington since I think right around 2019, 2020. And so I reached out to him and I knew what he was doing over at Vets to Industry. And I was like, well, let's give back to you know my own community. And so 25% um, of profit from every single sale of the book for the life of the book um, we'll get as long as B2I is around, I will be I'll be donating to them to try to continue helping veterans that are trying to transition. That's awesome. Yeah, Brian's a great dude. I just had lunch with him uh, two weeks ago. So he and I, I, went, I was up in Atlanta. We, uh, we got to have lunch together. So um, that's awesome, man. And thank you for doing that. Right. I've, I've been with V2I since their second event. Um, I don't get on them as nearly as often as I'd like because somebody has me recording podcasts on Saturdays now. Um, wow. You but, can admit it's because of football season. Don't, so don't Brian, you can, you can blame Sean. It's okay. Uh, but great organization with, a, with an incredible mission. And they've touched thousands of people's lives. Um, oh, yeah. and so thank you for doing that. I can't believe it, Sean. We have come to the end, dude. We are already out of time. Um, I don't know how we keep doing this. I, I really do. I've said this now in episodes before. I think we need to look at our format, maybe give ourselves a little bit more time. Cause I cannot believe we're out of it already. Uh, Will, thank you so much for taking time to be here, buddy. One last question for you. This is, this is for the benefit of our audiences or for our audience. What is the best place for folks to get a hold of you? Uh, LinkedIn. I don't do much other social, <clears throat> much other social media at all. So find me on LinkedIn and please connect. Okay. Well, I appreciate it again. Will, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for taking time out of your, your busy schedule. Uh, it sounds like you got a few things, a few irons in the fire. So thanks for being here. Thanks for, uh, spending some time with us and sharing what you've done. Um, Sean, as always dude, love hanging out with you. Appreciate you, uh, you know, sitting down and, and, and hanging out with us because <clears throat> you're gonna hang out with me more later. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, with that, um, we'd like to continue everyone or continue wishing everyone a happy Hanukkah. Uh, three days left in Hanukkah. So uh, enjoy. Um, please enjoy your holiday. Um, please don't forget to follow and subscribe to us on YouTube or your favorite podcast platform. Thank you for tuning into the Vet SOS podcast. Remember, don't drown in the sea of transition. Grab that Vet SOS lifeline. See you guys.